0: the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 29. Well, 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 this has been Uh, A very interesting week. I imagine for so many of you, this one will go down in the books. Uh, This will go down as a week where we tell our kids, man, it was so crazy. One week, everything, it was fine. Uh, We were traveling around and going to grocery stores like it was no big deal. And then all of a sudden, within seven days, it just went crazy and chaotic, and the news reports we're getting are are nuts. Our kids are getting pulled out of school, and they're shutting down school. My my son came home from college and and he's done for the school year i mean as far as going to the classroom he is now back uh here at the house for the rest of his freshman year of college like this is a very interesting time that we find ourselves in uh, uh, i'm in california and today governor newsom just or yesterday governor governor newsom just let California know that hey we're kind of on lockdown a little bit and uh, that's an interesting thing for people who are used to kind of roaming about our independence is what we're known for kind of as a country and here it's like nope stay home don't go out unless you have to it's a very interesting time that we find ourselves in uh, so much of the point of normally I like to release these podcasts about 5 a.m. in the morning and this one's going to come to you kind of late afternoon because it has been a really crazy week for me. Uh, and for I would imagine for most of you who may be in ministry or working alongside of a church or maybe you're not, uh, it has been a very interesting week. Uh, we have been I have been busier this week than I think I've been in a long, long time just trying to figure out how do we do church and how do we care for people and how do we stay connected and all that kind of stuff. How do we serve our community and love them well? Just busy doing a lot of that. Um, Really good work, but very busy. So I come to you today with this passage that um, was really laid on my heart a couple weeks ago and came back this week and has been a wonderful, wonderful reminder for me. Hopefully, it's encouraging and challenging for you as well. It's 2 Corinthians uh, one twenty, and it says this, For now, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him... The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Let me say it again. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Of God, Isn't that a great passage? That one, I would encourage you. You need to go back and read the whole context and you got to slow down on that one. It's like, I I, I brought it in our staff meeting a couple of weeks ago and everyone was like, hold on, hold on. You got to read that again. That was like so good. And there's so much in there. And we're only going to do just a real quick, wet your whistle kind of uh, overview of this passage. But it reminded me as I was thinking through like Patty and I's engagement story, uh, if you If if you know Patty and I, those of you maybe who are in proximity who are listening, but if you don't know, uh, my wife and I have been married for 21 years. Uh, We have been together for 23 years. Uh, We in college were what was known kind of as the your anti-couple. Nobody really even knew we were dating. We just really loved being together as friends. And so uh, when we got engaged, it was kind of It was kind of the antithesis of what you imagine an engagement to look like. We were playing a board game. I think it was Rummy Cube. We were in Canada. Uh, Patty had bought uh, her engagement ring on her credit card but would not let me have the ring until I paid the credit card off um it was she told me like no I'm gonna pick out my own wedding ring because I don't trust you and I'm gonna have to wear this for the rest of my life so everything about it was it breaking all the rules very not romantic at all so we're playing rummy cube at her house I had paid off uh the bill I had gotten the wedding ring uh, a couple days uh prior We're playing a board game with her family. I say, hey, let's go to uh, Tim Hortons, which is a coffee place in Canada. I take her down to the beach. I get down on one knee and say, will you marry me? And she said, yes. Um, and, and then we went and got coffee, came back and played rummy cube. That, that literally is our engagement story. It is not romantic at all. Uh, but, and, and to, to be honest, I was like so excited. I, it's like I had this new thing, this wedding, this wedding ring, and I just wanted her to have it. And, and I wanted to move on to the next chapter of our story. I never imagined, never imagined in a million years how massive her yes to that moment was. I never realized how massive her yes to going through and marrying me, uh, how massive that was. That promise, that commitment that I was making to her and she was making to me, how massive that really was and what that implied and what that meant. Like it was a massive commitment that has caused me to sacrifice. Everything and so many things, and I can't say that I I've always done it great, but I've had to sacrifice so much. Like like me, have you ever come to understand how important a promise is? How important a promise is? Like you said, yes. Some of you said yes to having kids, right? You were like, "Let's have kids. That'll be awesome." And then all of a sudden, now you have kids, and you're like, "Holy cow!" they're so needy they're always asking for stuff right they're always need clothes Uh, i mean for the first part of their life i had to actually feed them uh uh, feed them and and i had to wipe their butts right I, i fed them every meal they were completely dependent on me and now i'm trying to help them grow up and i'm finding some of that stuff still still be to be the case maybe that you're not wiping their butt i hope not uh but you're starting to realize like wow uh, making a promise to your kids, like I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to love you, I'm going to sacrifice to you. Maybe you didn't realize how massive a decision was when that was when you initially said we're going to have kids. You know, when you made a commitment to get married, you didn't realize how massive, massive the implications of making that promise were. Maybe, um, maybe on, on a different scale, like a mortgage. Like you made a commitment, you made, you made a promise, a commitment uh, to pay your mortgage. And right now, some of you are like, whoa, that's a big deal. Like I remember when, when we were going through the last recession, I think it was in like 08, 07, 08, somewhere in there. And Patty and I had made a commitment. We had bought a house, we had a mortgage, and we made a commitment to continue to pay for that mortgage. While we watched people break that promise all over the place, Patty and I said, no, that, that promise, that meant something. Like we said, we were going to do that. We signed a document. And so we saw that through. I mean, I think at one point our house, we bought it for, I think, 220000 and it went down to $80,000. We're losing our minds, but we made a promise to pay for that house, to pay for that mortgage. Maybe some of you are feeling the weight of that. Commitment, that promise right now. You made a promise to uh, uh, maybe start a business, right? You made a commitment to start something, to make a service. And maybe for some of you right now, you're like, whoa, I never realized what it was like to actually see that thing through. Like it was massive, it was overwhelming, it's sacrificial. And, and here's the thing about this God has made promises to us, to His creation. Like uh, there's a lot of discrepancy here, but according to some scholars, and there's a range, there's a massive range here, but some say anywhere between three to 8,000 promises that God made to us. How crazy is that? The God of the universe, creator of all, is making, has has made promises anywhere between three and 8,000 promises. To us, to his creation. That's insane. And as I kind of went through, I was like, he's made so many promises. What are some of my favorites? So some of my favorite promises that God made uh, is this, uh, that God is with me. He's with you. Don't you need to hear that right now? That that is a promise that he made to you and to me? Do you ever feel alone? Maybe you feel alone. Maybe even right now, like, gosh, I've been cooped up in my house. I just feel alone. The promise that he's made to you is that you're never alone. You are never alone. He is with you. It's a promise he made to you. Like, here's another one. God is in control. Isn't that a promise you need to hear right now? God Is in control. When everything feels out of control, you can take this one to the bank. You can find reassurance in this truth that God is in control. Remind yourself of that. God, thank you so much that you are in control, that you know my comings and my goings, that you know the future, you know today. You know what's happening tomorrow, and in the future, you are in control. That God, here's number three, that God is good. Maybe you need to hear that right now. He's good. He's so good. Good exists because God exists. Every smile, every sunrise, every sunset, every rainfall proclaims His goodness As he allows this spinning ball of rock in the universe to be cared for. He is good. And even in your circumstances where it feels like everything's out of control. He's good. He's got you. Right? He is our provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. Our provider. Do you feel worried right now? Many of you I know are worried about that paycheck, about paying your bills, and where is it coming from? God is your provider. God is your provider. And if you just continue to spin around in that, you, you might forget that He is going to provide. And that's why He, in Matthew 6, He's like, look at the birds. Look at the flowers. I'm providing for them. You know, that it rained in Southern California here for the last week and a half, which is a surfer that really bumps me out because I can't go in the water. But I'm watching all of creation respond to it out here on the front porch. Like the grass is growing, everything's greener. The birds are alive, the flowers are coming out. It's blooming. Like I'm walking past our lemon tree and I can smell the aroma from the lemon tree, a reminder that God has provided. And why is that important? Why is that important? These are just a few of the eight 8,000 promises that God has made to us. But the real beauty of this passage is this, is that yes, that God made all these promises, but that Jesus is the yes to all of God's promises. He is the one that restored it all. And, And this is what's going on here, that Christ opened a closed door to all of the promises that God made for us. You see, we were enemies of of God, right? And had Jesus not come and died for you and I, the door is still closed on those promises, many of those promises. And today, maybe you just need to hear that, that Christ opened the door for you. So whatever happens, good or bad we are a people who God loved enough to send his son in order for us to experience all of his promises. All of us, all of his promises. Christ is the yes to all that God has promised to you and to I. He's faithful. That's a promise. He's a faithful God. And he sees you right where you're at. And he loves you. And he says, can't you see how I responded? I responded by sending my son to open the door, to, to, to ha- let him be the yes to all the promises that I have for you. And what is our response? Our response to that is amen, which literally translates, so be it. Maybe you didn't know that. But when you say, amen, when you say, when you're praying and you say, amen, you are making a proclamation that says, so be it your will, your way, your glory. That's what so be it means. We should be the so be it people of God. As a result of what Jesus has done for us. As a result of God's great love opening all the doors to all the promises that he has made to you and to me. And so what we can do as the people of God is that in the good we can say this. So be it. Amen. Because of what Jesus has done. And in the bad we can have that same so be it. Even in the bad, we can say amen. Because we know, we believe, and we bank on the promises that God has made to us through Jesus' yes on the cross. Open the door for us to have that, that promise, those eternal promises that ultimately, no matter what happens in this world, this is not the end because of what Christ opened up by his yes. So let our amen not just be in word, but in a way in which we live our lives. Where do you and I need to live out our amen right now? Where do you need to be able to say to to God Almighty, so be it, so be it. So be it. So be it. We thank you, God, that we are a people of your promises because of your son, Jesus. Give us the strength to live an amen kind of life. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you and your heart. Until next time.